Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Come be a part of the greatest stable since the Four Horsemen and freeshows.com is your home for Arn and all of my other podcasts. And you get every episode from all the shows early, ad-free, and on video for as low as $9 a month. That's just 30 cents a day. Want to add cheese to that Whopper? Adfreeshows.com also has tons of exclusive Arn bonus content, like reliving the very first War Games match or watching back a landmark moment in Arn's career pinning Hulk Hogan one, two, three on nitro. We also have interactive events where you get to chat one-on-one with Arn during ask Arn live, or how about live watch along events? Like we did with FTR and Tully. Uh, of course, Arn is not one to toot his own horn. So I will toot toot Adfreeshows.com is the best value going in wrestling today. So sign up today or else maybe we should have a gun sound effect here. I'm just kidding. Adfreeshows.com. recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Broadcasting from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Hello, this is Paul Bromwell, and welcome to ARN. Of course, we couldn't do it without the founder of the Four Horsemen, the creator of the Spine Buster, the Hall of Famer, the man who always started the war games. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you the Enforcer AA, Arn Anderson. Arn, how are you this week? I'm doing very good. Welcome. Yeah. Guest, guest host extraordinaire. It's always great to work with you. Uh, thank you so much, Arn. I'm glad to be here. And you're getting me not just one week, but two weeks. So 
Whether you like it or you don't like it, as the Nature Boy said, you got to learn to love it at least for two weeks, huh? Yeah, it's a well. Hey, it's a it's a very busy season, and we're moving things around and appearing different places, and uh, things are looking good for our little network of uh, podcasts these days. It's it is. You're right. There's a lot going on. Uh, they're taking the show on the road in some cases. Uh, Conrad just. He's so busy running all around, but man, it's exciting to be here, and I'm grateful for these opportunities, and I love talking old-school wrestling with you, Arn. So uh, if you're ready, man, I'm ready to jump in. Let's talk a little August 1987. What do you say? Sounds good. All right, let's do it. So listen, last week, speaking of Conrad, you guys went back to July of 1987, and it featured the great American Bash Door. And this was the first time fans were introduced to the War Games, the match beyond, where the only way to win was submit or surrender. And as the top act, I mean, you were some damn dirty heels, the horsemen. You fell victim not only once, Arm, but twice to Dusty, Nikita, the Road Warriors, and Paul Ellering. Oh, I've fallen victim more than twice. <laughs> that doesn't even get the ball rolling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those war games were an incredible concept, and it was, uh, you know, the big thing was it was about durability because it didn't matter what happened until everyone was in the ring and they made the announcement, okay, the match beyond, then you could have a finish to the match. So it was brutal. You couldn't get out. You couldn't get in. It was just a, a whole, whole different violent uh, concept. Well, I wanted to follow up because last week, Arn, when you and Conrad went off the air, the boss man made an executive decision, and he said, hey, over at AdFree Shows, I want to release War Games 1 and 2. And what we did, Arn, we found that you and Conrad had watched those matches together back in 2020. So mm -hmm. we synced your play-by-play, -play, you and Conrad's, to the video of War Games 1 and 2. We synced it all up nice and tight and relaunched those this past week. I did a little intro, a little interlude, and then an ending, and resynced you and Conrad full video available at Ad Free Shows of both those matches. You can only find that stuff at Ad Free Shows, man. That's an experience of a lifetime for sure. Nice. Well, it's uh, good that the family got something special. Um, yeah, and I, I've, I vaguely remember talking about that. So it's uh, that was a good call. Very nice. Yep, so we, we put that together. So check it out, Ad Free Shows. You're going to be able to find stuff like that. Who else would you rather hear than the founder of the Four Horsemen and the Podfather together reliving those great memories? So check it out, adfreeshows.com. There's the cheap plug for the week. But uh, let's get back to it. The tour, the Great American Bash Tour, lots of dates, huge venues, major violence, more blood. And uh, I'd like to tell you that you get to catch your breath here, but Jim Crockett Promotions hits the ground running in August and as a member of the most important heel stable at the time, you're featured very heavily, my friend. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Uh, I, I, you know, carved out a niche for myself, and uh, the Horsemen carved out a niche for all of us in uh, Jim Crockett Promotions, and business was just on fire. Well, Arn, let's get into it. We're going to take it back to August 1st. It's you and Tully taking on Westcott and Patterson. Those are two names you don't hear of for a world championship wrestling taping. And then later on in the same show, it's the TV champion Tully Blanchard taking on Ricky Morton in singles action. What do you remember about watching Tully and Ricky as these two would work together one-on-one -on -one every once in a while? 
well, it's everybody that worked with Ricky. Basically, it was magic. And Tully, uh, being a guy that had a more wide-open style, he would have catered to Ricky's style perfectly. Um, I don't think either one of those guys were ever in really in a bad match no, with, anybody, two, with anybody else. Two guys that were great in tag team wrestling, but to your point, Arn, two guys that could tear it up as singles wrestlers. Absolutely yes, the case. 100%. Well, listen, much like most of your career in Jim Crockett, later that same day, you and Tully are wrestling once again, and uh, you're taking on Ricky and Robert for the NWA tag team titles at the Richmond Coliseum with 7,500 in attendance. You were second from the top on this card in a losing effort to the Rock and Roll Express, but this marks the official transition away from working with the Road Warriors every single night. As a ring general, how different was it working with each of these teams in less than 48 hours? And I asked that, Arn, because their styles are on opposite sides of the spectrum when you compare the hard-hitting styles of the Warriors versus the frenetic pace of the Rock and Roll Express. Well, I can't explain it any better than that, but it's, it is. It's both, both ends of the spectrum. You know, anytime you go with the Road Warriors, it's like two-a-day summer camp football practice. You know, it's going to be very high impact. It's going to be very violent. It's rough on the body. Rock and Roll Express, you, you better have your cardio up because those guys are going to test your cardio. It's, uh, it's not that hard thumping type match, but it's, you know, you better be on your toes. And, you know, what everybody, what I'd like, as we read through these, uh, you know, calendar months and, uh, and all these shows that we're doing, the, the opponents we have on these TV tapings, you're not going to recognize the names. It really doesn't matter. In those days, it was about the featured performer. Um, and something to consider when we go from a TV taping in the morning and we suddenly appear during our discussion of, of the month in another town, that took travel. Mm. And, it, and it was, you know, travel is something that's, it's a little frustrating sometimes. It's a little taxing. It's a little bit, you know, hard, and it's a little bit difficult. And uh, keep, keeping that in mind, I think it will give our audience a little better sense of Jesus. With, you know, these guys, unless they had a genie in a bottle, man, they're skipping around here, and there's not even time to, to eat or take a shower or take your boots off. It's a lot of cases it would go straight from the— uh, uh, depending on when you're on in the taping, you may have to just throw on, you know, a pair of sweats and go straight to the plane and head to another town. I think you said it perfectly, aren't some of us who have a long day worth of travel, we're exhausted from the travel, let alone anything else. Well, it, and it is. And those, you know, if it was times that we were on private, the private planes, great. But if you're on, uh, you know, if you're hard pressed to get to the airport, of course, you're not going to. You know, go to the airport in your wrestling gear, obviously, but there were sometimes late night flights. You would just throw on some sweats over your wrestling boots and, and show up on an 11 o'clock flight after an evening taping, you know. So there was pretty difficult in those days to get around, but we were on fire and we were drawing and there was a demand and uh, you didn't even think about it then. You just get to the airport. There was money to be made, absolutely, and you were running hard and so we're, we're still at the Richmond Coliseum here, and of note, Ronnie Garvin would defeat Ric Flair by DQ in the main event. 
Garvin would become the new challenger to Flair following the hotel incident where Ronnie dressed in drag pretending to be precious. What memories do you have of this angle, Arn? That was a fun one as a fan watching. Well, he's one ugly broad. Let me just put to you that way. You know, I didn't tell him at the time. But right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a, uh, that whole thing was a little creepy, but it, uh, it was well done. It was a good setup and, uh, perfect for Rick with his, with his whole demeanor and his whole gimmick and character. And he played right into that. So it was, uh, it was kind of a cute way to get to a match versus just your traditional, hey, I want to be the, you're the champion, I want to be the champion type deal. Pretty creative, it, it, creative stuff. It was. It was It was one of those, one of the few times back then in Crockett that you saw a little bit of that entertainment side of, of, of pro wrestling with, with Crockett because mostly you would see stuff like that back in the WWF, but now you're seeing a little bit of that here with this angle, and it was good. It was fun. Uh, and I'll never forget, forget that angle. I mean, anytime you see Ronnie Garvin in a wig like that, it's, it's a little scary. I think my brain was scarred as a young boy, but full makeup, yeah, uh, full makeup that would help most people. Not in this case, not at all. <laughs> well, August 2nd, you take on Nikita Koloff in a losing effort. And this one's at the Charlotte Coliseum in front of 8,371 fans. And that night Tully worked with Barry uh, with the television title and $10,000 on the line, Flair fought Garvin to a no contest. And this one is a little bit, you know, uh, not talking about the wrestling, but I want to talk a little bit about special stipulations. Do you think that the $10,000 caveat added anything to these matches when the championship was already on the line? Uh, it's always good to put some extra bucks in your pocket, for sure. I mean, I think it... it it jazzed it up a bit. I'm not sure how much. Uh, it was just a little added incentive. and uh, Anyone sitting out in the audience can appreciate how many nice things $10,000 would buy. So, yeah, I think it might have jazzed it up. And, and uh, something else, Paul, to just kind of keep in the back of your head is, as we read through these cards, and it's like one night you're next to last or you're on last with Dusty or next to last with Nikita, and then... You come back to a town, you know, less than a week later, you're in the second match with somebody else. <clears throat> we had gotten to a point where the horsemen uh, were established and we were interchangeable. You could use us in the second match or the first match of the night, or you could use us on last. And it was equally as important to the card. So it was more about the guys that were being featured than the opponents. Cause there's going to be some of these cards that I kind of scratched my head and went, how did I end up back down there? You know, and you're going to see that on this card. You're going to see that as we go through August. I mean, I think at one point we're going to touch on a card. You're the dark match. Well, there you go. I mean, so to your point for a TV taping, you know? absolutely. And that's, you know, that was a advertised match that they knew they were going to get because the audience would get to a TV taping. And it, most of those matches were about opponents that didn't have a chance in hell. And it was just the way the business was back then. And it was mostly heel night for television. The heels would go out and thump somebody and grab a microphone and let you know, okay, when we get to Richmond this coming Friday or we get to Charlotte on Saturday or whatever the case may be, now we get our matchup between top players. 
Well, Arn, I, I move on to August 3rd, and this is an interesting night because the horsemen are featured at the Greenville Memorial Auditorium. Tully defeats Nikita, retaining his TV title and the $10,000, might I add. Lex takes on Barry, and he retains the U.S. title. Ric Flair defeats Ronnie. You, sir, are conspicuous by your absence and did not have a match on this card. Now, I'm curious, would you have traveled on a night with so much of the horsemen on, on the show? Would you have traveled on a night that you weren't on a card? Would you still kind of be there in the back? Uh, sometimes. Okay. Some Very few times would I ever be there and not have a match. Uh, is it possible that I might have ran in on one of these matches? It's possible, but you definitely didn't have a, a match on the car. But sure, they, you know, when they give the results and what we pull from doesn't say a run in unless it is. It affected the end of the match, and it doesn't say that. So, uh, not sure where uh, where Arn was that huh. night on August third. Well, I would like to think I had a day off, but I kind of doubt it. I bet yeah. I was roaming around back there somewhere and just <laughs> didn't work that night. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. All right, all right, all right. Let's take a time out right now and tell you about something my wife absolutely loves. Of course, this episode is sponsored by Cometeer. Cometeer is the first coffee you melt to make. It's delicious quality coffee that's ready in seconds. Cometeer's freshly brewed coffee arrives flash frozen inside the world's very first 100% curbside recyclable capsule. It's super simple to melt your way hot or iced coffees. That's right. Lattes and so much more. No machines or expensive equipment needed. It's incredibly simple. It's fuss free. It's mess free. It's coffee just the way you like it. Uh, my wife and Bruce's wife absolutely love it. I am friends with Bruce's wife on social and she keeps on and on about how much she loves Cometeer. It's her favorite coffee. My wife's too. And it's a fun process. Let me explain about the source and variety of Cometeer. You see, Cometeer's brewing process captures over 2,000 flavor compounds that exist in a single coffee bean. Cometeer offers a wide variety of light, medium, and dark single origin and blended coffee roasts from the very best specialty roasters. The brewed coffee is then immediately flash frozen at minus 321 degrees, not a rib, all inside a recyclable capsule to lock in the freshness and the flavor. Now, Cometeer has discovered the best way to brew, preserve, and deliver delicious coffee to your home. Now, I don't think a lot of people think about this, but let me give you a little pro tip. The coffee that you see on the shelf at the grocery store, stale. The only way to get it this fresh is to do it this way. I mean, think about that. They're brewing it and then immediately flash freezing it. Minus 321 degrees. All you need to do is add water to enjoy it, hot or cold. Now with Cometeer, you can have a high quality balanced cup of coffee in the time it takes to boil water or fill a glass with ice, all for a fraction of the price of a coffee that you would get at some sort of cafe. Cometeer is delicious, black or however you normally enjoy your coffee. And unlike the other pods that you may be familiar with, Cometeer capsules are 100% curbside recyclable. So how great is that? Not only does it taste great, 
not only is it like almost a hidden secret. I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't know there were 2000 flavor compounds, but it turns out Cometeer's got the right idea for us and for the environment. Come on now. Uh, the variety is awesome. The melting process is fun because man, I didn't know you could make iced coffee at home. Boom. You got it. Cometeer brings you the best coffee on the planet. It's incredible, but don't just take our word for it. Experience it for yourself. Try the coffee you melt to make brewed exclusively in partnership with award-winning roasters. And boy, have we got a special deal for you. Save $20 off your first order when you sign up at commenteer.com slash arn. That's C-O-M-E-T-E-E-R.com slash arn. And we thank Commenteer for sponsoring the podcast and maybe the most innovative coffee of all. Check it out. You're going to love it. I know my wife does, and yours will too. Commenteer.com forward slash arn. That's C-O-M-E-T-E-E-R.com slash A-R-N. Cometeer.com slash Arn. Coming at you. Well, August 4th, you're back because it's a worldwide taping and it would air on uh, August 15th. You pin Brody Chase following the Spinebuster. And at the same taping, you and Tully defeat John Savage and Mike Force. That match would air on August the 8th of 87. But of special note, and this is a big one, the following television taping, you and Tully took on the Rock and Roll Express. The live crowd paid to see this match, but it was not aired on TV. When wrestling rock and roll, were there any specific things you did differently during the dark matches as opposed to the TV or even pay-per-view matches? No, it would just be a house show match. Mm. And it would be longer, obviously, because there were no television time constraints it was the same physical match that you would have if it was the main event and anywhere else in a live event how common was it for and you were just mentioning this that we could have been placed anywhere on the car but how common was it for crockett to use top tier acts like you and rock and roll in dark matches for live crowds uh it was very common because that was the advertised they called it the advertised dark match. And so if you were going to buy a ticket to that show and that, you know, Jimmy was very smart. Promoters of that era were very smart. When you advertised a match, there would be a large percentage of that crowd that would pay specifically to see that match. So you gave it to them and it was at the end of the night. And it was also a little trickery to keep the crowd there the entire night, because when you're taping more than one show, so you're taping a couple of shows and there's a lot of mismatches on those shows, the crowd can get a little restless mm. and they, but if they knew they had that main event match at the end of the night, that's what kept them. Well, Arn, we move on to August 5th, another TV taping. This time at the TBS studios, you and Tully defeated Larry Stevens and Rocky King, and then move on to August 8th, a worldwide taping that we just mentioned, and it featured a match with you and Nikita. I want to check out a little bit of this match. Breath, 
you end up on the losing end of the match against Nikita as he pins you with a roll-up at the 16-minute mark with a little help from Ricky Morton. I want to pause right there, Arn, and say it again. A 16-minute match with Nikita Koloff on television. That's a lot of trust from Crockett in you to put that kind of shine on Nikita considering it's TV time, is it not? I had a pretty healthy sweat going there. You did. <laughs> Some of these TV arenas, man, they were hot. Spartanburg was really a, a hot place. And Some of these smaller venues. and It was summertime, was it not? Mm. And you can tell. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, at that point I was pretty much established, uh, I think in the company's eyes, they could put me in any situation and no problem. It's just interesting too, of all opponents, Nikita going 16 minutes, which most would say had a, a limited, uh, offensive repertoire, but, uh, Arn, you brought it out of them and went 16 minutes. And of course they got to have the tie in there with Ricky Morton, because this month, there's a lot of Rock and Roll Express and Arn and Tully thread throughout this. So there we go. So that's how that one ended. Uh, the main event of this show featured Dusty and Luger when Luger is inadvertently backdropped over the top. The ref sees it. And then I want you to check out what happens with this clip, Arn, as we continue to build this story through August. Stay with the back.
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Time to tell you about something I'm super passionate about, protecting your family. Yes, this is a life insurance ad for goliathlife.com, but to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit goliathlife.com. And I mean, right now, and just personally, I've lost two friends in their forties this past year and a half. And I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through. Had they not had life insurance, if you don't have it, get it, protect your family. And I suggest you go to goliathlife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance, super easy. Goliath Life streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes, and you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price, you start the online application immediately, and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. And I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork, and the crazy invasive conversations. Goliath Life makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliath life is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. Hey, so real quick, I was talking to a longtime friend of the show last week. And he told me that he tried to refinance and save with Conrad.com last year, but we weren't able to help him because we weren't licensed in his state yet. Now that was Massachusetts. We are licensed there now. In the meantime, though, he went to one of those big national companies that you've seen on TV. He got an absolutely great rate, but he was explaining to me that, man, he had this big RS bill coming and uh, things were a little tight. He had these credit card balances that had been hanging around for years and he had these two car payments. And I said, wait, 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 what do you owe on your house? And he told me, and I said, what do you think your house is worth? And he said, well, it's a lot more now. And he told me, and I said, dude, I've got just the plan. Just last year, he signed up for a 20 year loan at a great rate. Now we've been able to get him down to 10 years. That's right. 10 years. He's going to own his house free and clear in just 10 years. And I know what you're thinking, man, I can't afford to do that. I would argue you can't afford not to. Here's what I'm talking about. He's got a three-year-old and an eight-year-old. In 10 years, his kids are going to be 13 and 18. And if life goes according to plan, what do we hope happens when our kids graduate high school? They go off to college, and that's very expensive. The time to think about how you're going to pay for college isn't when your kids are seniors in high school. It's time to get a long-term plan for your finances. And I don't just mean your income, but I mean your debt. Here's what we did. We took a look at what his monthly payments were on both of his car payments and we compared the balances. Then we did the same with the credit cards. And by the way, he told me he felt stuck. He had been making minimum payments for years. He felt like they'd made no headway in at least five years. This credit card debt had just hung around at a crazy high interest rate. 
But maybe worst of all, now he had this big IRS bill. What was he going to do? He went to save with Conrad.com. And how's this for starters? No payments for two months. That's the cash infusion he needed for his family right now. But more importantly than that, he cut nine years off of his loan. He went from 19 years left down to just 10 years and his monthly payments went down. Yes, he got a better interest rate. He got rid of all of his credit card debt and he got rid of his car payments. But most importantly, he's completely debt free by the time his kids start getting really expensive. You know what I'm talking about? If you've got young kids, you probably think, man, these little dudes are expensive. Wait until they start driving cars and going to college. We're going to help you get a solution for your short-term goals, which is to free up some of that cash flow. We're talking a break from payments for two months, but more importantly, lower monthly payments. But more importantly, it's going to check your box long-term. He cut nine years off of his loan. Now, had he not done that, both of his kids would have been going to college. And dude, nobody wants to pay a mortgage and college tuition for two. Get in front of this. Make a plan with SaveWithConrad.com and do it right now. Interest rates are on the rise. The Fed is going to raise the rates. And who knows what's going to happen with real estate values? Lord knows we've all seen that bubble burst before. Make the best decision you can for your family with my family. SaveWithConrad.com is routinely helping our podcast listeners change their life. I know it sounds silly. It sounds too good to be true, but it's real and we can do it for you. We're probably licensed in your state. We're in over 40 states now. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket. And here's the thing, man. If you give us a call and you've got a great rate and you don't have any other debt and you're already in a 15-year loan, we might say, hey, man, you got a good deal. Just keep doing what you've been doing. But don't you want the peace of mind of knowing you've got the best deal for your family? This is the perfect opportunity. Your house is worth more than ever. Rates are on the rise right now. And if you've got debt, lock it in right now at SaveWithConrad.com. And I want to mention, had he not had this conversation with us last week, he would have been stuck making those minimum payments on those credit cards and maybe even worse, had to open a new credit card to pay the IRS. Dude, that is a bad decision. You know you can do better than that. Get the best rate you've ever had. Get out of debt faster. Keep more of your own money at SaveWithConrad.com. Wow. So there we have it. I mean, a few observations. First of all, it was the it was the flipping Luger over the back over the ropes that caused the disqualification. You have kind of that dusty finish moss. I miss it when all the good guys run out to celebrate when the guy wins the championship. You know, that was always fun back in those days. Well, it made it big. You it know, did. And it was clear that one of the rules, albeit there were just very few rules, but one of them is if you backdropped or you threw a guy over the top rope or anything intentionally, that was a disqualification. And that's what happened. It appeared Dusty won only to have the decision reversed. Wyndham and Rock and Roll came out to do the big celebration. The Dream would attack Luger in the back. So for those that weren't able to see the video on ad-free shows, Dream chased down Luger to the locker room, put him in the sleeper hold. Dylan, JJ, was yelling at Dusty, it's over, it's over, Dream. And Dusty said, it ain't over. Get him ready. He spat down on Luger and walked away. Man, it's only months into his career at this point, but Luger is taking Dusty on one-on-one on one matches. Was there a lot of confidence in Dusty's ability to help make Luger? It certainly looks like it. Yeah, I mean, he just had such tremendous star power, but that was just a, another way that you you weren't having to have a four-star match. For Dusty to bust into the to Luger's locker room and choke him out, it's pretty ballsy. But that's what made babyfaces in those days. They The audience had to believe in you. 
Uh, they had to believe that if you said something, you were going to do it. And then if, you know, if you got screwed, you were going to handle it. And uh, Dusty was one of those guys that they believed in, 100%. Well, Arn, after the TV taping, you guys are in Pittsburgh. You're second from the top. You and Tully lose to the Rock and Roll Express. And then we move on to August 9th for a matinee show where you take on Barry Windham in a losing effort for the Western States title. You talked a little bit last uh, week about taking on Barry Windham. And these days, what was it like working with Barry one-on-one? Well, Barry was just, you know, and we talked about also the Western States Heritage Championship meaning nothing. It just, it was a make-believe championship that you know, that was a mistake that the company made. It just didn't mean anything. It had no background. You couldn't say, well, so-and-so was the former. It was just one of those. And Barry Wyndham was the last guy on earth that needed a prop. You know, six foot six, six seven, whatever he is, 250, moved like a gazelle. I mean, you know, he got around that ring like Brad Armstrong, smooth and silk, but he was strong enough to pick up anybody, road warriors included, you know, suplex those guys around, bounce them around. Barry was just so gifted. And anybody from that era that wrestled Barry, you know, you ask them, what did you think about wrestling Barry Wyndham? They're going to tell you the same, 100%. And if they don't, they're full of crap. He was as talented as anybody has ever been in this business, period. Do you ever get to talk to Barry anymore or see him much? It's some of these Comic-Cons that we go to, and, uh, you know, I I get to see Barry and just spend a few minutes talking to him, but we're we're usually pretty busy. We get there about 15 minutes before the signing starts, and be honest with you, we sign until it's time to leave, whether that be two hours, three hours, five hours, whatever it is. So I haven't had a chance to spend as much time with him as I would like to, but I get to see him occasionally. He seems like a very uh, quiet and reserved guy. Is that is that the case? He really is. He there really is. And, you know, those of us that are still around that have got a lot of years of travel, you know, under our belt and pretty beat up, some, some substantial injuries, and we've all got them. You know, it's <laughs> those days of skipping around the room like your butt's on fire are, are over. We're all kind of reserved and quiet and just want to relax been through a lot of wear and tear over the years boy boy howdy that's the reason i love like what we're doing today paul absolutely we get to communicate with our audience and let them know that what they were seeing kind of more the in-depth of what they were seeing and help them understand it go oh god i remember that so this is a great venue i'm much appreciative to you being a fan and uh us going back and helping the audience remember the the golden years. The glory days. There you yeah, go. Buddy. Yeah, buddy. All right. Well, so that's August 9th. That's the matinee, you and Barry. Later that night, because that's just how you guys rolled, you're at the Omni. There's 14,000 in attendance, and you and Tully would fall short against the Rock and Roll Express for the NWA tag titles. The other horsemen were also in action as Dusty defeated Luger by disqualification and Flair successfully defended his title against Ron Garvin in a match that also ended in DQ. And then the next day, and and this is also a time period, I'm sure you and Connor have talked about it a little bit, but this is the intermingling time period of Jim Crockett and the UWF. 
So on August 10th, there was a UWF show in Stockton, California. Robert Gibson and Sting, who was subbing in for Ricky Morton, defeated you and Tully in front of 1,500 people. So the night before, you're in front of 14,000 and then fly all the way to the West Coast to wrestle in front of only 1,500. Was this a, a market issue, card issue, promotion issue, wrestler issue, or is this just the way it was? Well, we weren't established out there. We weren't, you know, that was that was a place we were just sticking our finger into. And I would imagine there wasn't enough time spent on promotion. Uh, the card might have been, you know, in the old days you can make a lot of excuses, but, you know, when you really cut through the BS, maybe they didn't want to see it, hmm. you know. Um there's a thousand different reasons, but it's kind of embarrassing looking back on it, 1,500 people, and that's definitely a long way to get from Atlanta to Stockton. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. So man, let me give you a little life hack. All right. Uh, this past year I discovered something I'm not kidding around, changed my freaking life. And I felt so strongly about it. I made almost everybody in my life get it. Our gimmick attorney, Mike Dawkins has one, of course, Arn has one, but man, so does everybody else. I even got Casio kid. One of these for Christmas. I'm talking about chili sleep. Now you've heard me brag about chili sleep for quite a while. I think they've been with us about six months. But these past six months, dude, I've legitimately gotten the best sleep of my life. Last week, I took the wife to vacation. Uh, it was her birthday and we went down to the beach and I took a chilly sleep with me. I slept nine hours a night on vacation. I mean, I have to set an alarm. I'm sleeping so good right now. I'm talking about eight hours, sometimes nine, even 10 hours of nonstop constant sleep. The energy I feel is such a difference. It's night and day from before. And our man, Cassio kid, he tells me he's got the exact same experience. And what's cool about this is both Cassio and I have the double-sided gimmick here. We're talking about the Uller from chili sleep, but you can get it for just one side or you can get it for both sides and buddy. What a game changer. Cassio kid likes it cold at night. So do I, his wife and my wife, they like it a little warmer. We're talking different temperatures for different sides of the bed. It's your ideal sleep temperature. That's how you get the best sleep. And science has told us that for a long time, but Hey, I didn't know that being from Alabama. I just knew, man, I sleep better when it's cold. Well, if you want to maintain consistent, deep sleep, you got to lower that core body temperature. Temperature controlled sleep is going to restore your testosterone levels, repair your muscles after a hard day's work. And most importantly for me, improve your cognitive function. So you always start your day feeling sharp and alert. I love talking about chili sleep because they make customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that really do genuinely help you improve your entire well-being. Now chili sleep makes both the Uller and the cube sleep system. I have the Uller. That's what I recommend, but man, try the cube sleep system. Everything they got is a home run over there. No matter what you pick, you're going to wind up with a hydro power temperature controlled mattress topper. Let me explain. It fits over your existing mattress. This is not a new bed. 
It's a bed hack for your existing mattress. These luxury mattress pads are going to keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep. Whether you sleep hot or cold, you're in control. Chili sleep is going to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Chili sleep can make that happen. So head on over to chilisleep.com forward slash Arn to learn more and check out a special offer available exclusively for Arn listeners and only for a limited time. That's chili, C-H-I-L-I sleep.com slash Arn to take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up feeling refreshed every night. Hey y'all, I'm not kidding around. If you find yourself waking up once, twice, three times a night, maybe you're flipping your pillow, constantly looking for the cool side. Dude, what are you waiting for? Go to chillysleep.com forward slash Arn and get the best sleep of your life. It's Conrad approved. It's chillysleep.com forward slash Arn. This year, it's time to get off the couch and get back into the bedroom. Blue shoe can help guys. We know that confidence can take you far in life. And when you feel confident, you're at your best, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. That's where blue shoe comes in. Bluetooth is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as both Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. And you can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, the process is simple. You sign up at Bluetooth.com, you consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA, prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package. And with Bluetooth, men everywhere are excited to see the postman, because when your package has arrived, um, <clears throat> your package has arrived. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, Bluetooth can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code ARN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. The promo code is ARN to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring today's podcast. Long ways away, but you guys were so entrenched in the South and in the Southeast and even in the Northeast a little bit. when you think of Baltimore, Philadelphia going out uh, West, I'm sure was, was still, you know, still getting used to that marketplace. But, uh, this is also the first team time I want to talk about this is this has got to be one of the first times you work with sting. Do you remember having an initial impression of the stinger green, but he had that, he had something, he just had that. He had that fire and that pep in his step, and he bounced around that ring, and he looked like a million dollars. He just had a very unique look, and he just—he was just energized. You know, he—he he was green in the fact that he didn't know how to put all the pieces together of who he was and what the character was yet, but you knew that he had something, and there was some something on the horizon that was going to be very interesting. Well, Arn, on August 11th, Jim Crockett taped an episode of Worldwide. It would air on August 22nd of 87. The event was recorded in Columbia, South Carolina. Another hot venue for you guys. Flair cost the Garvin brothers a match against the Midnight Express where the U.S. tag titles were on the line. Later in the show, Dusty would shoot a promo where he endorsed Ronnie Garvin and his goal to take the world title from Ric Flair. Again, you got to think he's just adding even more credibility to Ron Garvin and, and his fight against Ric Flair to ultimately win that world title. So 
We saw a little bit of that. Barry Windham still coming after you. He challenges you to a title match. So there are multiple moving parts here. You're feuding with rock and roll. You're feuding with Barry. But Dusty, he always seems to be somewhere on the periphery, as, as he should be. He's a main player here. Uh, but you're you're kind of going in two different directions, but all at the same time seems to be working right. You got your feud with rock and roll and feud with Barry going on. We had a we had a feud with everybody. You could have put George South against Tully Blanchard, and you know it would have you would have just went okay. I'll, I'm interested in seeing that. The pieces were interchangeable, you know. And if you again go back and and when you're thinking through how difficult some of this stuff was, we went. You know, from East Coast, Atlanta, Georgia, to Stockton, yeah. and then all the way back to Columbia. For TV taping in Columbia. That's a bunch of travel, buddy. You know, in five and a half hours at, at 35,000 feet, wrecks your body pretty good. Well, we move on from August 11th, and later that night, under the UWF banner, it's you and Tully and Luger. You're representing the Horsemen, and you're taking on another UWF guy. It's Steve Dr. Death Williams, the UWF champion in the Rock and Roll Express, in a losing effort. Only 1,800 fans were in attendance for this one, and this is uh, this emanated out of San Jose. But I want to hear your impressions of Dr. Death. Well, it's you know, there's a history there. We started at the exact same time. He came out of college and was brought it in. He, you know, Bill Watts brought him in, and he was going to be his his superstar. You know, Doc was three hundred and probably thirty pounds at that time. He played football. He wrestled. He was he was just a beast. And I was just starting in the business, and uh, I was opening match in Bill Watts territory, mid south. And so Doc and I were on a lot of a lot of uh, cards. We were just positioned differently, you know. I, I, he was just coming in, going to be a megastar at that time, and this was my the, my eighty two probably for me. Uh, and I was just you know trying to break in the business and just get a job and just you know learn the business. So we had a history, to, you know, together and. Uh, Meeting this time, we're positioned a little differently, and I'm in a lot more qualified to go out and, and uh, feature Doc. You got to seeing Doc in the ring, you got to think a guy like him, the sky's the limit for someone with his ability and athleticism and size. He was just impressive in the ring, wasn't he, Orn? He was very rare, very rare commodity. He had everything, and you know, he was athletic and he moved around that ring. I mean, during those days when we worked with Doc, he would press me like for a press slam, but he would press me a dozen times before he before he press slammed me. He was just, you Incredible. know, and I was no tiny guy at that time. You know, I was 250 pounds. He just did some really feats of strength that were just ridiculous. Well, you would move on on August 12th. Jim Crockett would hold TV tapings at the Great Western Forum in Inglewood, California. That's right, where the Showtime Lakers made their home in the 80s. And you wrestled your longtime friend, Brad Armstrong, that night in the, in the, at the Great Western Forum. That's a story in of itself right there that you can tell your children and grandchildren. I'm sure <clears throat> if I could go back and watch that, 
if I could uh, relive it, it was as good as it gets. Not not only Brad was a close friend, and his you know Bob was his dad was responsible for getting my me my first break. Uh, Brad was you talking about smooth. He was like a combination of Barry Wyndham and Ricky Steamboat and Ricky Morton, if that's possible. He was just so gifted. You got to make two amazing wrestlers, two classy guys, one on one in one of the most known uh, venues of all time, the Great Western Forum. It doesn't get any better than that. And I put in my notes, who won? Some may ask. The fans won that night. That's who won that match. Well so there said. You go. Well said. And and I can guarantee you Brad Armstrong looked like a four-star, I mean, blue chip. Yeah. This guy's going to be a star. So cool. It's, it is cool to go back though, Orrin, cause I'm sure, I mean, you've been up and down the road, the miles, the air, you know, air miles, everything that sometimes those little line items of where you are and who you wrestled to have those brought back and put in front of you again. It's like, wait, I did that on that day. Wow. That's really cool. And to me, that's one that popped off the page when I was researching those notes. So well, what a career. Very perceptive, Paul. And when you're, you know, when you're in there slugging it out with Dr. Death on one night or Nikita or the Road Warriors, you know, guys that are very physical, you know, and then you get a guy like Brad Armstrong in Los Angeles and you've got movie stars sitting ringside and you got movie stars in the back wanting to meet you and, you know, all those things and all that glitz and glamour and then get to go to the ring and for 15 minutes. And I'm sure I took close to that. Sure, I was very oh, selfish, yeah. and get to just man, just go out and just burn it down with Brad Armstrong. You're right. It's what I tell you. What it filled those gaps, and when you were traveling and you had ice pack on your elbow and one on your knee or one on your lower back, those are the things that kept the business fun and knowing that you did the right thing and the it eased the pain. It was better than any painkiller. Just to, to come back through the curtain after being out there with a guy like Brad and just going, God, was that fun? Mm. Well, August 14th, we had to move on. You moved to the Norfolk, Norfolk Scope. And once again, second from the top, it's you and Tully in a losing effort to the Rock and Roll Express. You move over to the 15th. You defeated Brody Chase with the Spine Buster in a squash match. It's a worldwide taping, and buddy. We need to take a look at that spine buster, and Tony Schiavone is on the call. Here we go. Gord buster together. Two of the most awesome moves in wrestling. We put that up there with, well, with Ric Flair's figure four, Tully Slingshot, Lex Luger and his backbreaker, Nikita Sickle, Dusty Rhodes and his elbow, and now Dusty Rhodes in that, that sleeper hole. smiling to the fans knowing he's in complete command of the match telling Brody Chase to get up but he can't he really cannot dumps him up slaps him in the face again
awesome as ever. Arn Anderson. Watch this spine buster. A snap. Not as smooth as some of them, but the effective. And I'll blame Birdie Chase on that. We'll talk to Ron Gurman. <laughs> we'll talk to Jim Cornette. Brody had a pretty good punch they there did. at the end. Drop kick, not so much. He's not around to defend himself, so we'll blame Brody. But, man, you snapped that. And listen, Tony Schiavone said it. My God, the man's still calling wrestling. He said, good night, Brody Chase. As awesome as ever, Arn Anderson. That was the line right there. Buddy, Tony, you had it working, man. Well, thanks, Paul. And, you know, the thing about it is uh, Tony just called the action. Mm. He wasn't, you know, it was nobody ever thought, well, why is he putting the, the bad guys over so strong? He just called it like he saw it, and that's what made him, you know, so good. He was just straddling the line and calling the action. And that's what I love. I like it. Like uh, Jim Ross always says, you don't know what's going to happen and you call it like a sport. You call it like you see it. And that's what makes it feel real and not, you're not talking about what the next event or what's happening. No, tell me what you're seeing in the ring and paint a picture. I want to feel the intensity and you're exactly right. That was uh, it's a lot of fun and it elevates what's happening in the ring. So very cool to see. And some, you know, some companies do that and some don't. And you got ones, it. The ones that do, if you go back in the day, it just, it reeled you in and made you part of it and made you feel it. And that was great. You know what? The other thing I noticed watching that Arn, my goodness, I, I can't help it, but I see a lot of Brock in, in that young Arn Anderson in that ring there. Some of the facials, the body movements, I can't help but see your son now as I watched him wrestle and some of the, the same movements, some of the same facials as as his daddy so it's just cool to see well in the training that he's had you know so far you know and us going going over to the ring and uh you know at his first coach uh Lodi, uh you know nowhere on any of those workouts over the past year or so did i ever say hey do this do it like that and have this demeanor and have you know turn this way it's just things that you're right he just picks up these mannerisms and and movements and he just i can't even see it myself and it's nothing that you want to coach or i'm trying to coach it's just something i guess the apple you know doesn't fall very far from the tree is is a true statement sometimes and i'm so proud of him paul he's he should be He's he's so respectful of the business, and, you know, I wouldn't have had it any other way. You know, he was taught to respect the business and everybody that was in the business before him because they had paved the way for, you know, all of us. You know, you you have to respect these guys, and uh, and he's coming along really well, and he's fitting in with uh, the company, AEW, and uh, I just couldn't be prouder of him. That's great. You can definitely see it. I think he spent a lot more time watching uh, tapes and, and uh, you know, network of his dad than his dad may even know just by watching some of his mannerisms now. Well, as more more of the story unfolds, he was watching for a long time <clears throat> everybody and everything before I ever knew about it. Ah, so. there you go. Well, Arn, on August 16th, as we keep uh, the storyline going here for August of 87, it's Chicago, the UIC Pavilion. 8,700 fans in a sellout, and they saw the Horsemen lose a War Games match to Dusty Nikita, Ron Garvin, and the Road Warriors. 
Interestingly, despite the injury, it's reported that JJ was in this match. Do you have any memories of this third match? I imagine the crowd in Chicago had to be hot for this. JJ was in this match. Hmm. That's what well, was reported, even though he they said the last one he would never wrestle again. But uh, that's what uh, the sites out there have, that he was in this uh, this one in Chicago. If he got in, I would say that I didn't do much. He didn't do anything, I would imagine, uh, which we would have figured out. You know, I, I have no recollection of that whatsoever, but I know that he wasn't from from the time he popped his shoulder out. He was never able to do anything again physical like that. So if he did get in, somebody else got beat as soon as J.A. as soon as uh JJ got in the ring. We must have had a finish pretty quickly, but I just don't remember. I wish I did. That's okay. Well, listen, the next day it's Denver, Colorado, and this one is a UWF TV taping. We're bouncing back and forth here. You, Tully, and Luger took on the Road Warriors and Nikita in a six-man tag. Flair defeats Dusty by DQ in the main event. Now, this is a stacked TV taping. Do you think this was was because UWF live events were starting to fall short? Are, you, are they just going to say, hey, we're, we're going to throw everything we can when we're doing these UWF TV tapings? Well, business was down. I mean, when Jimmy bought the company, they were not on fire. They were going through a down period. So that's what you bought was a, a product that was, was not on fire. And we were throwing everything we could get. You would never give those matches away normally. Uh, but you know, you, you were trying to put butts in seats and when we acquired them, they became part of our company. We're all one company now. So, you, you know, you couldn't go back to the East coast hundred percent of the time and go to our bread and butter. You had to experience some of these markets where their television aired or, or, or what had you bought because he had, Jimmy had purchased the company and. That was the TV times and uh, the TV slots and all that included. You had to utilize it. Hey guys, I don't know about you, but when the pandemic started, we started wearing a little comfort wear around the house. I mean, Hey, if we're going to be stuck here at home, why bother getting dressed up every day? So we got really used to comfort here at the Thompson household. And then of course, now as things are getting a little more back to normal, we're back out there doing our thing, daddy. But what I have not sacrificed is comfort. Now that's thanks to stance. I recently got a whole bunch of stance swag, and I think we've talked about this before the beginning of the year. I'm addicted to stance socks. Back in the day, I would wear socks to the office, and as soon as I came home, man, yeah, I wanted to put take off all my dress clothes. But what was most uncomfortable? The old socks. These stance socks? Dude, I'm wearing them right now at home. I can't tell you how much I love stance. Now, one thing that's weird about these socks compared to all the other socks is when I first opened the box, you can feel the quality. You know quality when you see it. You know quality when you feel it. The stance stuff not only looks cool, it's colorful, it's fun, but dude, it is so comfortable. Eric tells me he's loving the underwear too. They've got something for everybody. Now, founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and your active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in both style and self-expression because stance believes that everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Here's what we're talking about. Our man, Tony loves him. Some Batman, they got Batman stuff. Everybody knows Dave green, our sales guy. 
He knows the Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to mess with. Well, they got Wu stuff. They've also got stuff from Star Wars, The Office, Disney, Marvel, baseball, basketball. There's something for everybody. But my go-to, dude, it's the socks. If you're going to try one thing from Sense, and by the way, I recommend you try it all, but the socks, dude, come on. So soft, so comfortable, far superior to anything I've ever had. And Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Those that feel good, do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use the promo code ARN at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Well, we're back to a Jim Crocker promotions taping on August 19th. It's also not only is it a, uh, a worldwide, but it's an NWA pro at the Cumberland County Civic Center in Fayetteville, North Carolina. You have a featured spot on this taping as Tony Schiavone examined the attempt by the horsemen, you and Tully, to defeat the Rock and Roll Express for the tag titles. Barry would also do a ringside interview saying he would accept your challenge any place, any time for the Western States heritage title. And on NWA super bouts, this was also taped the same day. You interfered in, in a match between Tully and Nikita. And I want to take a look at this one. Let's check it out. Another situation, but it appears like he's going to be doomed and there's no way out. Blanchard will always come up with a way unless of course, like a little earlier, he gets some help from Dylan. Outside the ring. Now, Nikita dragging him back to the ring. Blanchard trying to get out again. Oh, they got to be late in this 25-minute time little match. And someone's going to have to have it real quick for Nikita Koloff. He has really put out a great match. Up in the air. He scoops Tully Tully. Down goes for the match. Blanchard again near the ropes, though. And Dylan has got him out of hand. Dylan trying to pull him out. Nikita trying to pull him out. There goes Dylan into the ring. He pulled him back. Sure. <laughs> that bumped Tommy Young to it. Them, them refs were getting beat, beat up, man. Here you come. What are you doing, Arn? I uh, don't. Nothing. Chicanery. It's not a thing. Why do you ask? Yeah. You gave him a handful of something or other. Here comes Hebner. Oh, it was Hebner that took yeah. the bump, not Tommy Young. I see you say that's a hell of a bump for Tommy. Barry, that stooge. Now these two wrestle, but they, but the, and like Barry's throwing, but there's no disqualification on Barry here, which is interesting. The match has to be over, right? No, no. It's still going. Yes. This is this is just. Now Nikita wax him. Well, the idea, I guess, is that those guys weren't in the match. Right? I, I, I mean, I guess. It was, the match was Nikita and Tully. It was Nikita and Tully. Was there any physicality between... The disqualification should have been when Barry Windham and Tully started slugging each other right in front of the ref's face. Everything well, else was behind the ref's back. Well, but they weren't in the match, right? Right, yeah. So, I mean, you can't DQ a match with two guys that aren't in the match or fighting just each wouldn't other. They, wouldn't they DQ it, though, because Barry shouldn't have been doing anything in, in the match or swinging back? 
care. We'll talk about this as soon as this goes off there. So Nikita wins. Nikita wins. All right. Nikita wins. So wouldn't they have disqualified? Wouldn't they have to disqualify uh, Tully, though, because him and Barry started swinging each other? Well, yeah. yeah. If if Barry got to Tully, that should have been a DQ right there. Yeah. You're right. I was half-assed paying attention. <laughs> That's okay. It was just, so here we go. Just to wrap it up for those that didn't get to watch it with us. Tully hits Nikita with a foreign object. Barry stopped the ref from making the count. Nikita would win by hitting Tully with the same foreign object after taking it from J.J. Dillon with the Russian sickle. With the win, Nikita becomes the new television champion. This is big news here. Rock and roll, Barry Windham and Ron Garvin, among the other faces, come to the ring and celebrate with Nikita. And there we go. Now, before we move on, I have to ask Yarn, how good was Tully as a TV champion in your estimation? I have him as 1B. Behind you, of course. But how good was Tully Blanchard as a TV champion? One B. <laughs> you know that was a big you no know, dub, doubling back a little bit. That was exciting, uh, and it was a big win for Nikita. You know that TV Huge. title meant something because Tully had made it, bit, you know, mean something. So that was a good win. It was a big win for him. Uh, the crowd popped huge. You're right. There were some idiosyncrasies as far as what should have been a DQ, but. We got away with some stuff by putting so much excitement around it that the audience really didn't question it that much. And I think that's the case of what happened here, maybe. That's okay. And uh, you know what? It's history. That's wrestling history. Nikita's your television champion on this same exact day. So we just saw all that pandemonium that broke loose, all the craziness, the wildness, going to commercial break, the crowds going crazy. This same day at that same taping, these fans were in for a treat because unfortunately for George South, he fell victim to a pissed off enforcer and you hit him both with the spine buster and gourd buster. Bob Cottle interviewed you and Lex about the feuds with Dusty and rock and roll following the match. Let's check it, check it out. And now we have two of the four horsemen, Iron Anderson, Lex Luger, and J.J. Dillon. David Crocker, we have a little turmoil in the camp of the four horsemen because Tully Blanchard has fallen as the world television champion. And believe me, he's been the greatest champion of all time. And for, a, for, a, for him to lose the title in this way where Nikita Koloff would stoop to using a foreign object and then worse, to have the referee and everybody else let him get by with it. <laughs> Obviously, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson are going to move on to bigger and better things. Arn Anderson has sights on the Western States Heritage title held by Barry Windham. And yes, he and Arn Anderson destined to be the next world tag team champions. Right, Arn? What the bottom line is, Barry Windham, you set yourself up as a fall guy. You thought you did the right thing by helping Nikita steal Tully's world television title. All you did was get on the hit list. Rock and Roll Express, look in these eyes when I tell you you're next. Next world tag team champions are my seven Tully Blanchard. Believe it, because the horseman said it. And there's this whole thing about the Weaver Lock. That's a whole nother can of worms. So cold. What we're Give talking it about me. right here is the four horsemen are in the business of collecting titles, not losing them. That was a small step that they took. It was blatant interference with a four and but Tully Blanchard has been a fine champion, and he will be a fine world tag team champion with this man right here, double A, the enforcer, Arn Anderson. And when we're talking about Dusty Rhodes, I've already destroyed half of the, of the superpowers. The myth, that era of invincibility. And I beat Nikita Koloff for the U.S. heavyweight title. And now the total package has his sights set on the American dream himself. Three-time world champion resorting 
to extracurricular work with Johnny Weaver. Johnny Weaver, my words to you are stick to your unbiased announcing. That's what you do best. Don't just stick your nose in the four horsemen's business. Number two, Dusty Rhodes, as we grew up on the wrong opposite sides of the track. I grew up in a class culture environment. I've always had the good things in life. You are the son of a plumber. You grew up on the other side. You've had to fight and scratch for everything you've had. I fight to maintain what I've always had, the best things in life. And that's why I'll be the U.S. Heavyweight Champion for as long as I see fit to remain the U.S. Heavyweight Champion. Sleep on that. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with more action. And there we go. You guys breaking it down like it is. Man, Lex even getting a lot of, lot of mic work there. You know, it's funny. We go back and look at stuff. That wasn't one of our better outings as far as a promo. Lex had a, a good game plan with what he wanted to say. He was just rushing it a little bit, jamming it on top of each other, other than letting you hear every word and every statement sink in. Wasn't happy with what I had to say at that particular point. But, you know, every day can't be a grand slam. And... uh it's good that we can go back and look at this stuff and look at the mistakes that we made and uh, the content and, you know, the verbiage or whatever it may be. But uh, I think you got the point across and uh, things are heating up. Well, this is a wild day on television, Arn. We're not done yet because you and the Rock and Roll Express are just getting started. And I'm going to show you why right here in this next clip. It's just like a snowball effect, David Crockett. We thrive over adversity. We're forgetting about the world television title. Maybe it was a godsend. Now we can concentrate on what we want, being the world tag team titles. And when I tell you it's going to happen, the fire still burns in these eyes. It will happen. There's a reason why, Arn. Watch this. Does Tully still wear those blue shorts to AEW, by the way? He no. better never wear those ever again. <laughs> <laughs> the bellman at the Marriott would beat him up if he wore those shorts. <laughs> so you two attack the Rocket Rolls before their, start, their match starts. They would go ahead and fight these guys, but we'd move ahead in this match because you and Tully are not done.
Damn, what a scary man. Ricky down, that chair came in, David, but it was a little bit too late right there. Now watch this. Watch what's happened. Caught by surprise. Out of nowhere, they came back again, and you know Tully was upset, and so was Arn because of what had happened. Man, I love, I, I, you know, I have to keep, I, I'm the one who edits the video and I have to keep the video <laughs> just so I can hear the classic music at the end too. So many wonderful memories. I guess the uh, moral of that story is persistence, right? Hey, the, it's red hot. You two are back in the ring again. That beat down on the Rock and Roll Express, the, gore, the double gore buster where Tully helps you with it. I like that. Absolutely. If you fail the first time, nobody said we couldn't come back and try again later. And try again later you would, but in a different way because everybody came back to the ring to close out this show. The entire group's together. Ladies and gentlemen, the Horsemen. All right, with us again, the Four Horsemen, Tully Blanchett, Iron Anderson. All over the show. Dillon. Wow, hey, guys, what a loaded You jumped show. him from behind. I'm Come talking on. about... Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. You do need your glasses changed. We're talking about the World Tag Team Champions, Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express. No, what they had to be taught was a little bit of a lesson. You get into a verbal joust out here. First of all, you cut off our interview time. The rock and roll music comes up. That was a slap in the face. Somebody needed to pay for it. They just had to be the wrong place. All right, champ, right here. All right, baby. Right here, champ. What we're trying to tell you is plain and simple. It's a snowball effect. It's a cumulative effect. What I'm telling you, Tony Blanchard and myself are going to start taking. We're tired of sacrificing each other for the common cause. We're going to take some for us. What we showed you a little earlier, Morton and Gibson, was a visual aid. It's just one little thing to remind you we're definitely We'll see you on the best. Worldwide Wrestling. So there you go. All of you out to close the show. What do you think? Is it just making a statement having the horsemen all together? It's it's just, it feels powerful. It feels like there's just no better way to close the show than to have flair there with the robe, Lex there with the U S title, the two of you, JJ, uh, man, it's just all of you together. was a powerful way to close the show. Unity. When, with flair, not saying anything, it just was stronger. I thought. Just man, it was out there. It was solidarity. It was we were one group and all for one, one for all. And this ain't a three musketeers commercial. It is. It's the use of all five of you, and if you include JJ in that number, really being there to help put over the baby faces and really building that story arc. And uh, I think you're absolutely right. So we move on. We're finally out of that television show, but what a red hot show that was, man. Wow. And, and it's uh, August 20th. It's Cincinnati, 2,500 fans. Rock and roll defeat you and Tully when Morton pins Blanchard. The next day, you move on to Charleston, West Virginia with an attendance of 3,500. You and Tully headlined the show against rock and roll. You got you and the, you and the uh, Rock and Roll Express all over the place uh, throughout this month. But the, the next time we would see you would be August 23rd in Minneapolis at the Met Center. 2,500 in attendance, and the main event was Dusty, Nikita, and the Road Warriors defeating the Four Horsemen with you taking a pinfall from Animal. 
Did you think there's any reason that this event featuring this main event drew 2,500? Could it be, hey, this is Vern Gagne's area of the country? That meant something back back then. It was like when you went to Bill Watts' territory and all they had ever known was the UWF product. This was AWA country, and it was the fans were loyal. They didn't watch other wrestling. They grew up on AWA and the Ganyas, and uh, that's what they were used to. We were just the uh, other guys coming in, and we hadn't got established in those markets yet, and uh it was a very real thing. Well, Arn, this is a big date in August. It's the 24th. It's Greenville, South Carolina. You and Tully defeat Barry Windham and Jimmy Garvin, and the stipulation is the winners of the match become the number one contenders for the NWA tag team title. So it's official. You and Tully are now the number one contenders to the titles. You move on to Rock Hill, South Carolina on the 25th. It's a Crockett tape television while you're not on the show, the Road Warriors lost to your comrades, Tully and Luger. The Road Warriors didn't lose often, especially not on television. Would this have to be negotiated? How important was it for the credibility of the horsemen to be able to beat the Road Warriors on occasion? Well, you want to say that again? Yeah, so the Road Warriors lose. Is that to something? Who? To the horsemen, to Tully and Luger. The, the Road Warriors. The Road Warriors, yes. Wow. That was unheard of, unheard of, and it was very rare. And you could probably count the number of times that during this area the Road Warriors lost to anybody in one hand, I would think. So it was huge. You could That's something you could hang your hat on, you could brag about for a year to come. I can't imagine, you know, what it would be like to tell the road warriors, Hey, they're going to, they're going to go over on you tonight. They're going to pin your shoulders to the mat. What was those conversations like? <laughs> I, I don't know. Somebody else must've told them. Wasn't me. Uh, that's listen. a job for somebody in a little higher pay scale. <laughs> that's right. That's not Arn Anderson's job. No. But at the, so, so we're here and at the same event during this taping for NWA Pro, which would air ultimately the September 5th of 87, I want to talk about this. You defeat Barry Windham by countout with Tully's help when he hit Barry with a steel chair while Tommy Young was down. Of course, you and JJ celebrate your victory by holding up the prestigious Western States title and celebrating with it, and I say that tongue-in-cheek, until Barry jumps back in and cleans house. But Arn, that video doesn't exist anywhere. I went through YouTube, Daily Motion, Google, Bing, the end of the internet. I couldn't find it anywhere. And I just saw some people posting match lineups. And after that match on all the cards, in parentheses behind you and Barry's match, it always says awesome match. And it's written in all caps. But they did air a 30 second highlight, highlight package that opened up worldwide on September 5th, 1987. And I have the clip I want to play, but that match I cannot find that NWA Pro from September 5th anywhere. But everybody says it's an incredible match. But let's watch the little highlight clip here.
There it is. That's it. That's all that we got from that match ever. The mystery missing match. If anybody can find it listening to the show and wants to share it with us, send us a link, whatever the case may be. I'd love to watch that match, but that's the one that I can't find. The mystery match of Arn Anderson and Barry Windham, but you just got 15 seconds of it. So. Over the prestigious Western States Heritage Championship. Prestigious. That's correct. Prestigious. Okay. Uh, the horseman would have an interview with David Crockett. Flair, per his usual, put over the baby faces and then and the threat they posed while still making the contingent look unbeatable. Later, Barry would be interviewed by Bob Cottle and they would review how you never really beat him for the title. In a match uh, for the same taping, you and Tully defeated the Italian Stallion and Denny Brown in just under five minutes. After the match, you cut a promo telling Barry how you could beat him on any given night. And in typical heel fashion, Arn, you let him know you and Tully are focused on winning the NWA tag titles from the Rock and Roll Express. This is our last clip of this week. Check it out. Two of the four horsemen, Tully Blanchard and Iron Anderson. You know, David Crockett and all the people sitting out there, Jimmy Garvin, Barry Windham, come out here a little while ago and talk about the horsemen being torn with from in. Well, I got news for you. If that was being torn up from within, the horsemen would be doing more of it each and every day because we're on a mission. Nikita Koloff stole the World Television Championship, and it's not going to let be left un... What's the word I'm looking for, Double A? What you're trying to say, Tully, is we thrive on adversity. The bottom line is, Barry Windham, I didn't know if you were as good as they said you were. So I tried you for size, and yes, you're as good as they say you are. You deserve to be champion. But the bottom line is, I got my paw in the air, which tells me on any given night, I can beat you, Windham. I'm good enough. I'm man enough to beat you on any given night, and we're going to try it again. What we're trying to tell you, the four horsemen, Thrive on your strength, foes. On yours, Koloff. On yours, Wyndham. On yours, Garvin's. On yours, Rock and Roll. We're as good as we have to be to stay neck and neck with you. That's what's called thriving on adversity. When the horsemen say something, you take it to the bank because we don't come out here and make idle threats. Tony Blanchard and myself told you we're putting everything else aside. We're going to concentrate on the Rock and Roll Express World Tag Team titles. When you look in these eyes, you see a fire that burnt for seven years in the name of Anderson. It's synonymous with World Tag Team champions. Tony Blanchard and myself are family. We're horsemen, and we're your next World Tag Team champions. Right there, baby. Buddy, what you may have missed in an earlier promo, you made up for and then some with that fire. That's much, intensity. Much better. Thank Woo. you. I agree. That's the way you close the show with a promo like that. So let's let's wrap. Let's put a bow on this one because we're not going to do much better than what you just did right there. It's August 30th at the Charlotte Coliseum in front of 10,200 people. During an afternoon show, you and Tully wrestled each member of the Rock and Roll Express in singles action. Arn, you and Robert G uh, Gibson wrestled to a time limit draw. Tully defeated Ricky Morton. What did you think about these being individual matches instead of tag matches? Was this a welcome change, something different? Uh, I think it was a better fit to always be in a tag with those guys. They were just better together than they were individually. And that's not a knock on those guys for sure, but it was something different. It was a different challenge and it was equally as rewarding because they were both very, very talented in the audience. The thing that you can't get away from is they just loved them. Mm. 
Well, Lauren, you certainly put on uh, a clinic, I'm sure, with, with the uh, Rock and Roll Express and singles a- action, just as you did in tag action. Later that evening, you're back at the Omni in Atlanta, 9,000. So you had 10,000 in Charlotte, 9,000 that evening at the Omni in Atlanta. The NWA six-man tag titles were on the line. It's Dusty and the Road Warriors. They defeated uh, you and, and, and Tully and Luger at the 11-minute mark. You've told us before about the pop that these three opponents would draw in places such as Philly and Chicago. We've known from the past episodes the Omni crowd loved Dusty. Did the fans at the Omni react the same way to the Road Warriors? Was it just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, Atlanta was one of... It was no different than being in uh, Greensboro or Charlotte or any of our main towns. You know, when you wrestle the Road Warriors and that music hit, cold chills... Mm. Iron Man, man, and it was, it was the oh, yeah. perfect fit. That's right, Iron Man, little Black Sabbath uh, playing, them coming down to the ringside, and uh, mm. intensity all over. Well, Arn, what a wild ride August of '87 has proven to be. You're going back and forth with Barry. You're going back and forth with the Rock and Roll Express. You're focused on those NWA Tag Team Championships, man. I've enjoyed going down memory lane with you today, buddy. Me too, my friend. Look forward to uh, our next show, which I think includes you as well, does it not? I'll be back, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, but I will be back. I'm excited about it, and uh, we're getting close, man. I feel, I smell a tag team total run coming uh, for the horsemen here soon. We're getting there, Uh, but we're going to be doing September 1987, and I'm looking forward to that one. But in the meantime, Horn, why don't you tell everybody where they can come out and see you? WrestleCon's coming. It's coming around the corner, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's going to be, yeah, and it's going to be huge. And I really look forward to being there. It's it's going to be, uh, God knows, you know, probably over 100 talent there. And it, it is a perfect opportunity for me to shake some hands, listen to some stories, you know, Tell some people, you know, thank you for giving me the career that, that you did because I went for a real, real long time, you know, working every day, not being able to do any of these. And this is like a special weekend and, you know, can't can't wait to be there and see everybody. And all three days, man, it's going to be people from around the world coming to say hello and get a picture and tell some stories. So I really look forward to it. Get your tickets now. Go to Dallas, Texas. Be a part of it. WrestleCon. Arn is going to be there, man. And I tell you, because I say this before you and I ever worked together at Ad Free Shows, I got to meet you a few times. One of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Takes time for the fan. Very gracious. Very thankful. And it's an experience that you'll remember for the rest of your life. If you're a longtime Arn Anderson fan, you don't want to pass this opportunity up. So make sure you take advantage of this opportunity and go check out our man, Arn Anderson, at WrestleCon. Uh, it's going to be a big-time weekend, a big-time event around WrestleMania. I think Conrad's going to be there with a, a few other ad-free show hosts as well that weekend. So big-time event, Arn. So uh, make sure you get your tickets to check all that out. The other thing I want to plug right before we head out of here, and that is adfreeshows.com. I know I mentioned it earlier on, but that's where you're going to get bonus Arn. And uh, I mentioned the War Games 1 and 2. We just put that in the can. That'll be, uh, that should be out uh, this past week where you can watch War Games 1 and 2. 
to the voices of Arn and Conrad, it don't get much better than that. Listen to their live commentary. Listen to Arn relive stories and memories of that time period while he was in that cage. Always the man starting those War Games matches. So check it out now. Become a member over at adfreeshows.com. So Arn, with that, we appreciate all of you joining us this week. Tell your friends to hit the like and subscribe button, and we'll see you again right here next week on Arn. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.